A woman sits in a warm and quiet room, knitting. Her face, serene and furrowed slightly with focus on her craft, is framed by long white hair that reflects the soft glow of some unseen light source. The clicking of her needles goes unbroken for minutes, hours, eras, until her eyes open suddenly with alarm. She looks, she looks at her piece with dismay, dropped stitches, holes, flaws in her great work is to size and looks over at the bearded vulture perched beside her. The past is, it isn't pristine. It's not an immutable record of our triumphs or our failures. It's just as in flux as the future, just as vulnerable, if not more so, because the shape of it is already known. The bird slowly blinks its eyes and drops its beak in a knowing nod. And the Lady of Fate, satisfied with her few cryptic words, resumes her knitting. Queen Morier, as ever, watches and waits. And we move from that hidden place into the world, into the future, where our camera alights on Merle High Church. It's been about 10 years since the day of story and song. Where are you? On a uh, unclouded, like very neutral uh, morning in the midsummer. In a cabana, um, on a beach. I should hope so. Yeah, Not yeah. like in, in a cabana at Walmart. In the Antarctic. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't know how Merle ro- rolls. That's that's fair. I hope I do at this point. <laughs> He's different now. That's right. It's 10 years, man. I could be completely different. Gritty. Uh, listen to... Uh, yeah, Kenny Chesney yeah, music. The dark reboot. I think he's kind of chilling. Got his toes in the sand, relaxing. You know, it just clicked to me. I don't think we've ever discussed this, or maybe even made this connection. But with the planar connections that were explained through all of this, maybe Merle is a fan of the actual Kenny Chan- Chesney. It's Not like fantasy <laughs> Kenny Chesney. Actual Kenny. But Chesney. like, yeah, it somehow bled through riffs or whatever. I like that idea that he's getting like a lot of iTunes downloads and he doesn't understand where they're coming from. Well, they would be Zoom. They would be Zoom. It would be on a Zoom, yes. Uh, There's this like incredibly meticulously etched like copper uh, circle uh, and you see some like arcane words uh, in a language you don't speak because common isn't English and it's just the full display of a Zoom and it's playing Kenny Chesney and you are vibing right now. It's the adventure Zoom. Uh, no! Oh, no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we should wow. sell that. That's probably. very good. We could probably get the rights to sell Zunes pretty probably. easily. Like, yeah, That's before gotta this calls be over, free. for sure. Yeah. 100%. Public domain. <laughs> we have a bunch left over in the warehouse. Abria, <laughs> in your notes that you prepared for yeah. this, uh, yeah. did you have set five minutes aside to talk about Microsoft's failed MP3 player, the Zune? I did. I am incredibly thorough. Okay. Okay. Amazing. The prep. (laughs) 
Uh, Merle, you are sitting uh, as these like uh, slick tunes uh, waft through the cabana and kind of out onto the beach in front of you. And uh, your view of this uh, lovely, pristine shore is uh, suddenly blocked as a uh, like bright green, like gecko green lizard folk uh, holding a little tray with that, like, you know, the little towel that always lets you know that, that that's a server. I don't know what actual servers wear because I don't go outside. Uh, <laughs> leans into uh, your view and just, <clears throat> can I, are you, do you need anything else? Would you like another drink? Um, no, um, already I feel pretty good. Um, that last Harvey Wallbanger kind of, you know, Knock me out a little bit. So, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. If I tell you, if uh, Rosemary wants to bring out some more of those uh, little, uh, what are they? The the things with the little weenies with the bacon wrapped around yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a double pick. I'll um, take we some can bring, of those. Yeah. We'll bring more of the. Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, okay. Double picks, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kind of gives you like a little, like, he. He curtsies. He doesn't really know why. He doesn't know how to leave effectively. He's and sort waiting of, for a tip. You got tip. He was a hundred. Yeah. I'm not even going to make you roll insight. He was a hundred percent like vamping for a tip. Here, this is for you. There. Was that a grape? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Oh, I tried. I forgot about the focus. No, it's just yeah. a little ten sided die. Okay. It's a weird tip. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. Tool. Uh, he takes it, and uh, you can hear him kind of, like, biting on it and gnawing on it as he... It's just like my 18-month-old. No, don't eat it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately in the mouth. He's got to explore it with his teeth. And Mori no. is a lot cuter than that, that Geico lizard. Right. right. Sure. Right. Okay. That guy was extremely cute. Um, but... Different strokes for different folks. And yeah, uh, a couple minutes later, uh, Rosemary, who's been like completely creeped out by your advances, uh, sends the lizard folk back over with her regards and a massive plate of uh, bacon wrapped. <laughs> was it a bacon wrapped hot dog? Yeah. A little tiny, yeah. Cocktail Perfect. weenies. A little cocktail be, weenie situation for you. If, if someone kept asking me to give them the double pig, I would also be creeped out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Easily she misinterpretable. She, she named it that, but regretted it upon saying it and has yeah. not been able to eat those words back into her body mm-hmm. and move on with her day. Um, so what are you doing? Is this like, is this your life now? Or are you just like a cool retired adventurer? Like, why are you here? He the is, fuck is this? He is bored as shit. Um, Mavis has, uh, gone off to, uh, college. Um, Mookie is in a fantasy military school. Um, and he's got nothing to do. The, the adventuring for hire, you know, the, the academy that he started is kind of on autopilot. He doesn't have to do anything at all. And he gave a little attempt at writing his his memoirs or his memoirs, um, <laughs> but you know, just it just wasn't coming to him. Um, and yeah, he's really got nothing to do, and he's got no projects. And Merle needs projects, and maybe I'm projecting the projects a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Merle, you spend the next like 20 minutes flipping through notebooks of like, uh, like trying to come up with ideas of what to do next, like what your next big thing is going to be. Uh, you consider reaching out to, uh, friends and family a little bit. 
Uh, but eventually you eat enough of those double pigs that like the meat sweats hits. Oh yeah. And you begin to, yeah, you begin to fall asleep a little bit. Um, go ahead and let's, let's call this a religion check. Give me a religion check as you sort of fall, like begin to fall asleep. Okay. A religion check <laughs> off to a great start. That's a two. Amazing. You don't get any pluses? We're back, baby. No, it's a yeah. one. It's a one plus one. Plus so. one. <laughs> I do love. I love that. I was like, I'm going to do a chick. He's a cleric. He'll mm-hmm. be good at religion. I. That's on me for You now. need to put air quotes around that. So, Papa, you are a level 17 cleric <laughs> that has plus one in religion. That's hurtful. I'm not you a devout cleric yeah <laughs> he's more spiritual than I'm a, religious. yeah oh, no. i'm a dabbler i'm a he's dabbler got a lot of crystals now in his old age right, exactly yeah that's cool uh you begin to fall asleep and uh yeah, and you die <laughs> yeah and you're dead and we're done good night uh you're sort of like last thoughts as uh you fall asleep. You think that you see someone walking across the sand, but they're shimmering and kind of moving in and out of focus uh, like a heat mirage. And the figure stops and turns and looks at you. And they sort of raise their arms. And uh, it's a full Goro situation, like a, a second set of arms is there. And then you see what your eyes can't make out, but your brain has decided in that dream way is uh, the dissolution of this humanoid figure as they seem to be slowly burned away, like putting a cigarette on the like the edge of a piece of paper where it just sort of consumes it out in these like fractal circ- circular patterns. And then uh, you sort of fall asleep in that violence that a lot of people wake up into, where uh, you suddenly seem, you have that feeling of being rushed by the figure, but instead of being thrown awake, you are pushed into sleep. Uh, and eventually you'll wake up in a couple hours when uh, everyone at this like all-inclusive resort is like, sir, your booking is over. You have to get out. Um, it smells like farts and Dorito chips in here. And That's the double You already said farts. Doritos are just farts with like a little spice on them. <laughs> a little tahine. Unless they're currently... Unless they're currently sponsoring us, in which case they're... Oh, yeah. And then they're great. And thank you so much for the money. Appreciate it. Uh, And that's where we sort of leave Merle and uh, drift across the land uh, to find Magnus. Magnus, where are you right now? Uh, Magnus is at his uh, dog training school, Hammer and Tails, I believe is what I called it. Um, and at this point, it's, he's in the room that's basically kind of set up like a laser tag arena, but it's like him versus about 10 dogs of varying breeds and sizes. And he's like ducking around corners, trying to get a jump on them uh, to basically hug attack them, which is basically just like puppy cuddles. Uh, but it's very intense. Uh, there's a lot of like, I work, well, you go this way, I go this way as the puppies all come together uh it goes very well but then devolves into uh, a big puppy cuddle pile as it often does amazing uh so we kind of push in on this moment uh in the uh, subsequent 10 years fantasy uh black lights have definitely been in- been invented oh yeah and uh the lighting in here is very cool as you're like kind of looking out around a corner and you see like a rottweiler kind of gives you like the nod 
and then like gestures around a corner. I need you to make a perception check with disadvantage. Oh, okay. Oh, because the black lights. Well, I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to get worse than that. It's a four uh, and an 18. Oh, you hate to see it. Remind me, which one is the bad one? Um, The four. Oh. Yes. Uh, so you, like, begin to kind of move onto all fours to follow the lead of, like, this very good boy who's trying to get you to a pile of puppers. Uh, when... You hear just at the very last second, the scratch of claws and you look over your shoulder to see like a very small, but like thick as hell Corgi is mm. flying through the air to uh, not, I mean, to attack you. Yeah. What do you do? He got the jump on you. So uh, Magnus is going to attempt to roll to the left at the last second. Okay. So Ooh. that would be what? Dex check? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, I oh, rolled no. for okay. my, my sweet boy. He got a natural 20. Oh, and no. in defiance, uh, he does uh, a double jump, which is definitely no! a thing oh. all things can do, and changes direction in midair and lands directly on your face, Magnus. Yeah. And he's I'm just licking uh, the spot where your like forehead and hairline meet. That's like weirdly a little sensitive. Like that's his point of attack. And he is just... Well, he's learned well. I'm going to say, like, I'm actually pretty proud, you know, because Corbin at first was kind of the last, you know, the the runs of the litter, if you will. Uh, And he's come so far, you know, to one, get the jump on me, and then two, to literally change directions midair without anything. That's that's good work, Corbin. It's a good boy. There's no way these dogs are going to respect you if that's the way you run your ship. I'm just saying you need a a no-no can. Yeah. No, I feel, hey, I don't run that kind of place, right? We're all about positive reinforcement. Even a uh, no-no can is too Freaking millennials. Yeah, my kids. Yeah. Like, yeah not, and remember, I used it on my husband. Works. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> remember, you also have to works. do that this anal is- gland cleaning, Trav. I would honestly, at this point, appreciate the kind of structure in my life that someone else having a no-no can yes. would give me. Right. I would love those sorts of boundaries, honestly. Yeah, is Everything fair. is shades of gray anymore. I would love a no-no can. <laughs> well, but he did good. That's the thing. Yeah. If if he had if he had missed, mm. uh, or if he had like, oh, God forbid, bit me, well, it would be done. We'd be done. Yeah. We'd be done. I put uh, him in the no-no hammock, which is kind of <laughs> like timeout for dogs because they sit there and they run for a bit, but they can't. Maybe. It's a hammock. Like, what are they doing? Yeah. It feels very dangerous. You guys were just saying I need to be stricter. I like that. Oh, Structure, man, but yeah. danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel good well, about this, and I will not I'm send my training dog. Them. Listen, I'm not training them for home usage. I'm training them to be adventurous companions. Okay. Well, with that, then, uh, as uh, this is the moment in which uh, your training dissolves into a puppy cuddle puddle, I need you to make an insight check as you see a furtive glance exchanged between Corbin and the Rottweiler. Oh, it hovered on the 19 and ended on the one. Oh, our <laughs> rolls are dunk. Nice. Oh, really boy. bad. Hey, can we just stop this whole filming? Uh, can y'all get your fucking dice together? <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story. This is fucking, uh, D&T Beyond is like, oh, Adventure Zone's back. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is going to be on 15 one, minutes one. in a... And a is gonna be like, "Well, you guys are all dead fart men. Yeah, who pooped your pants and died. The end. End of story." <laughs> I'm not above that. It's also in my notes. You are sort of 
taken into this like beautiful pile and you don't see the furtive glance between Corb Corbin and uh, Rosalind, who have been planning this moment, Corbin's triumph and proof that uh, he will make an excellent rogues compatriot someday. Like they did it. Uh, and there's a vast conspiracy uh, within the ranks of your uh, dog training facility no. that you know nothing about. That's fine. Cool. Listen, that's, <laughs> you hate that's to say it, it. But it's yeah. fine because it's I've been trying to get a deal, a uh, reality show from Hammer and Tails, and mm. this is really going to actually cement that pretty well. <laughs> uh, so I, that's actually not as bad as you might think. Nice. Uh, so you sort of finish up here. And are met at the front with uh, a couple of your staff members. They're like young humans. Uh, a lot of them are like fighters in training and uh, people from like local villages that while they've sort of eschewed the like going into the city guard and they're hovering somewhere in that precipice between like full-blown adventurers that travel the world and kind of just wanting to be strong enough to like protect their homes like they've learned a lot from you as a folk hero and so uh there's like a there's a there's a cohort of like five or six people from this village uh that kind of swing in and volunteer and intern uh at hammer and tails and uh one of them runs up to you uh, a young human woman she's got uh she's completely bald but there's a little bit of blonde stubble coming back in and uh, looks at you with these like bright like purple arcane purple eyes and she's like uh <clears throat> Uh, Magnus, I, uh, I did the, I pushed all the, the buttons, like oh, you asked. All of them? Um, okay, I may have left four or five dogs out. I really don't like expressing anal glands. That's not my favorite thing. <laughs> I'll do it, because, um, you saved the universe too close to my own hands. Uh, we saved the universe and that's great, but can we switch? Can there be some sort of system to see who does it next? I feel like I shouldn't, I don't want that on my, my chore wheel anymore. Well, sir. the problem is we spin the wheel and whatever it lands on, that's I, what you got to do. And it's been your bad luck to land on anal glands every week. I, don't, I think there's something wrong happening here. Um, so if we could just have a conversation about it, cause uh, I've got a lot of anger issues. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, um, I get that. I'm very close to doing a doing a fight about it. So I'm just letting oh, you no, know. Don't up do top. a fight. Don't no, I'm do a I'm fight. Gonna, I'm All gonna. right. Hey, Derek. Derek. Yeah, Derek. And she immediately like falls in behind you and is like peeking around your body and like you can kind of see from your peripheral vision. She's gesturing and like sending rude gestures in Derek's direction. And Derek, Derek. kind of turns around from mopping. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, you're on anal glance for the rest of the week. Uh, Ty was going to take over uh, on mopping. What the fuck? I didn't. But I spun the wheel good. I well, spun I the mean, wheel it's good. About, it's not about good or bad. I mean, it's hard to like. You can't. I'm not touching buttholes. And he snaps the mop it's not in about half. touching buttholes. Like, have I taught you nothing, Derek? No one taught me how to do that part. I just was left what? with a pile of dogs to find my own way, and he throws down the two pieces in the mop. Oh, and, like, then there's no way you're doing it right. <laughs> and, oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, you look up, and uh, she kind of gives you a little, thank you so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and she uh, runs from around you, goes and picks up the broken mop, and you see her uh, cast a little spell, and uh, purple light stitches the two halves of the broom, uh, the mop back together, and she uh, gratefully picks it up and starts mopping. Just next time, Taiwa, 
Yeah. Mage hand, mage hand the anal glands. Just use mage hand. Oh my god. <laughs> Too close to my own hands. Fuck. Yeah, just thank you, sir. I appreciate yeah, no you. Uh, you creative, let... creative solutioneering. That's what we teach here. <sighs> Thanks. Uh okay. Um What do you, I are you I I don't know how to end this interaction. This is a lot of uh, attention and eye contact from you, so I'm gonna I'm gonna linger in it for as long as I get. How's your no, day going? What are you no, doing? No, no, we're done. What no, do you do for fun? Weird. Okay, sir. Goodbye. Yeah, it wasn't weird until you made it weird, Tywa. So I think Mage handing the anal gland made it weird, bud. I don't think so. I think that for solved sure. it. I think you changed sure. some lives in that moment. Well, I'm just saying, especially the dogs. <laughs> So as you move out of uh, out of your your place of work, uh, what what generally fills your days? Uh, so when he's not working, uh, you know, he's got a, a home that he built, yeah. two hands, you know, uh, and it is he's got a bench swing in front of his house, fully kitted out. Oh, nice. uh, just any any kind of upgrade you could think of for that bench swing, uh, and he spends a lot of time carving slash working out so one of those two things uh he's doing he's taken up cooking recently he's really bad at it <laughs> really really atrocious at it um it's kind of my thing i don't know why you need to well he's really bad at it thing. is the thing no. um, that's how it's different, it's different he's really bad he's also taken up clerical work <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. clerical work or clerical he's, work he's not sure <laughs> He can be good at that. I think Magnus, a, Magnus that, probably has a higher religion modifier. Yeah, I was going to say he's yeah. got a plus one religion. Does. It's basically Ma- clerical work. Magnus at this point basically has like uh, three closets worth of briefly begun hobbies uh, that then was like done, you know? Because basically for a hundred years, he was on a ship doing a thing. And then for like 15 years after that, he was doing a thing. And now he's like, ah, awesome, free time. And he basically has no patience to learn anything at this point. I feel personally attacked by this. Yes. Very I, relatable. I personally attacked myself. <laughs> so uh, you walk into your house and uh, sort of as you're passing the threshold of the door, you look out and see some of your workout equipment uh, sort of scattered across the lawn, uh, big heavy weights, fantasy kettlebells. Uh, and you notice that they're all extremely rusted and corroded. And even as you touch the handle to the door, uh, you feel that little bit of grit that comes away as the doorknob itself is extremely rusty and oxidized. I am going to make a investigation check. Yes, please I, do. Okay. I'm going to roll popular, a real dice. Popular detective, Magnus. <laughs> Oh my god, a, a seven plus zero. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. I need all of you motherfuckers to start with advantage because this is Getting hurting rough. my feelings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's truly it feels true bad momentum now, killer. Yeah. Yeah, true <laughs> momentum killer. That uh is a fifteen plus zero, so fifteen. Okay. What suck? You know what sucks the worst is like this is the first time we're doing this with video. Yeah. So like the assumption is like oh so now that we can't get you, you we're cheating. You're rolling this bad <laughs> all the time. It's how it's always been. Oh no, you can lie. I can't see your dice. 
I'm just going to say that this beautiful crystalline red dice is just sucks. Oh, so yeah. we'll, <laughs> we'll switch to this light up dice. This huge. Okay, but a 15. That. Okay, uh, with a 15, I will give you some general, general information and then you can ask a follow-up question in whatever direction you want. You're sort of looking out over your stuff and even as you pass into your house and into the kitchen, you see your cast iron pan uh, burned up and poorly seasoned, though it is, is also rusted through to the point where like, you can see that it's almost like thin and uh, open at the center, like a terrible cast iron donut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bet the Iron Giant would love that. Can you imagine he loses his oh, Maybe he's so excited. Oh, super good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so literally any in, anything in here that's uh, like metallic is rusted through with like decades level of disuse level uh, oxidization. So uh, follow-up questions. What would you like to know beyond oh, that? The first thing he does is check his weapons then. So you're going to check Rail Slitter and Flaming Raging Poisoning Sword of Doom and the Chance Lance. Uh, this is my one chance to let you avoid what you know is coming. I can't imagine that you would keep both of your weapons on you while you're working with dogs because that's that's a hazard. Dogs yeah. are low and easily scraped up. So you probably took one of them with you. So which one did you leave home? Oh. And you be honest, because if you're the sort of dog trainer that takes a poison fire sword to work. God damn it. <laughs> There's no way I took the flaming raging poison sword no to work. Way. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way I was like, well, better travel light. I'm just going to take this giant flaming sword with that me. That kills everything. Yeah. I was like, I didn't want you to break my encounters up top. Uh, so where do you keep it? In what like oh, pride of place in your cottage? It's over over the fireplace. Uh, it is fully like I've built a huge like plaque for it. It is mounted up there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Brie wants you to perfectly imagine the exact moment that you want it to sit. Right. Can you, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a garbage can placed immediately underneath <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, you close the door to uh, to your cottage, and that's just enough a, like of a rumble and uh, momentum throughout the walls that you see that the hilt of the flaming raging poison so sword of doom, whatever the fuck it's called, I've never watched the Adventure Zone ever. Uh -huh. oh, God, what a yeah. nightmare! Can't I can't believe I just it. tripped over that immediately. Uh, the hilt falls out of the scabbard and like clatters off the mantle in front of the like cold fireplace and you see just a little bit of like rusty detritus and debris pouring out of the scabbard behind it. Ugh. Okay. But rail splitter and chance lance are okay. Right. If you brought them with you to work, I'll I let you keep those, them. I, those work. I take with those are light. And I've established before that those fit on my back. The yeah. flaming raisin poison is sort of doom. You have okay. to carry. Okay. Wow. Accepted. Mm. Okay. And Magnus just sees that and goes, well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a perfect wipe as yeah. we move from whatever the hell is happening to Magnus and uh, move again across the land and over to Taco. Taco, where are you, bud? Hold on, wait. Let me get in the way. You oh, said no, no cosplay. I didn't know we were cosplaying. Well, we were. Okay. I could have dressed up Justin's like a good hat. DM. 
This is just my regular hat. I'm actually, this takes up too much of the shot. I feel it's like I'm realizing like now it's like too, too much of the shot. Is it take- it kind of well, looks like a, like a joke hat. Like almost this, like it you would give looks, her somebody's like It never worked party. on stage because it, this this is the view from the balcony, right? <laughs> right. Okay. That first flop looks like all of my girlfriends that got those oversized like poolside hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just it's a basic bitch thing happening in the front. My uh okay, so Taco is at a photo shoot for oh. his uh magazine. He's not the one uh being uh pictured. It's for his his uh lifestyle magazine. Taco Make your own magic. Now, the highlight with Taco is he's done with magic. He wants to teach you how to make your own life magical without having to use powers. Not everybody's got powers, so he's teaching you through design, cooking, uh, meditation is huge for him. Goal setting, you know, that kind of stuff. How to make your life magical without having to tap into the different influences. So he's at a... uh, a photo shoot right now uh, for a mutton recipe that he is included in the magazine. They're doing like the the, the product shots of it. Amazing. Uh, you're sort of working arm in arm with uh, the art director. Susan, his, Susan is their friend. Yeah. Susan is Kravis's friend technically. He doesn't care for Susan. Right. But, uh, um, she's very good at her job though. She is, but he's extremely demanding. I think it's like, Susan's oh, if you don't spray the mutton sh- down, it looks dry. If people think it looks dry, that's on me, Susan. I don't care whose friend you are. You'll be out. Okay, I don't know why you need to bring up uh, my friendship with Kravitz. I'm very good at what I do. And no what you see, uh, Excuse me. What you see out of the camera is not going to be the final project and I, uh, a product, and I don't know why I have to continuously tell you that. Yeah, let's just say you're really lucky I don't use magic anymore. Is that a threat? Harumph! <laughs> ah! And she turns and storms out and away from you. And uh, the sort of like background uh, vignette that's happening is just full. Uh, Taco, you are the, Ma- the Miranda Priestley of like your little like cohort. And they're all like kind of cowering and running away. And as your eyes uh, sweep over this photo shoot and everyone that's working busily, every time your vision catches someone in the crosshairs, you see a little flop sweat. You see like a little, uh, some nervousness. Wait, like instantly? Like you make eye contact and it just goes. (laughs) Yes, it just shoots out. They have not invented wick, like wicking technology yet. So Uh, all that sweat just immediate. Oh boy. Um, and you see that, like, Susan is now, she's removed herself and is screaming at a bunch of people behind the scenes. Uh, and she, like, holds up, like, a little communication, uh, like, rune to her mouth. And you hear uh, some squawking to the photographer. They are now communicating remotely, uh, trying to fully circumvent you in this process. As the photographer, like, kind of shrugs. And uh, this, like, massive Goliath uh, man, he's probably, like... 65, just gruff, built like a brick shit house, just sort of leans over this tiny white table with like some honestly, it does look kind of dry. Mutton trying to get some good shots. Yeah. Uh, He gives you a little look uh, over his shoulder as he's taking photos uh, and he refuses to hit the shutter again until you say something and get the approval. Yeah. You know what? I don't care that much. I just decided I'll walk away from this this uh, tableau. I'm over it. 
Nice. Uh, Antoine gets back to work. Uh, he's sort of like shakes off the anxiety of like getting your approval and goes back to it. And uh, in this flow of maybe five or six dozen people uh, under your direct uh, area of effect, like you flow through it like Moses in the red, like party in the Red Sea as everyone gives you like a 10 foot berth as you head in whatever direction you're heading. You're a very big deal now. And that comes with some uh, some distance that you've noticed over time. Uh, mm. Give me, give me, yeah, let's go an insight check. Okay. This is my die in case it, well, that's not going to zoom in. It's pretty, right? It's, it's pretty very one. pretty. That is a three. <laughs> oh, oh, you not. Almighty. I shit you not. <laughs> I thought I was going to come in hard. I thought I was going to come in hard. It's a three. Look, you showed off the die. It was a cold shot. I, know. I saw that. Plus seven. <laughs> ten. Cool. Uh, yes. With a ten, you've noticed the sort of uh, the tenor around you, especially in like the last year, has been one of uh, reverence and respect, which is great and you love it. But there's a lot of like pedestal setting that mm. you have no ability to control or even like even if you wanted to they like sort of setting you at a distance away from them and looking up to you and kind of building this uh this aura of unapproachability and sort of infallibility so i'm not going to tell you how your character feels but uh it's been pretty isolating that even mm -hmm. as like you've grown in acclaim and reached in uh, hundreds of different directions with your brands, that it has netted more people around you and less connection. And I think what's also isolating is it's always so successful. I mean, it's barely any effort, and this magazine's <laughs> massive. The school is basically on rails at this point. Ren, I think, is running the day to day and he's just kind of collecting checks. Did we all uh, three start schools? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. My, oh, man. I mean, let's to be fair, my school was in existence first. It was during the actual adventure and everyone else decided that that's a very good idea. You're a trendsetter to, to steal. So yeah, as you sort of move through this space, uh, you get a little, a little notification on your uh, fantasy phone, which is now a thing I've decided, is here and around uh, a little message from Kravitz. It's just a little emoji. It's just a little fried shrimp emoji. He's just saying hi. It's just a, maybe it's just a, I mean, it's just an adventure zone, right? I mean, like, why couldn't the zone in this reality right. yeah, have true. become a phone you know what? and a di digital messaging? Is that okay? Yeah. I love that. I would like to okay, wreck good. on this. Uh, you feel a little vibration and you pull out your adventure zone, a little, a little circular copper situation with uh, like a green crystalline screen. And you look at it and you see a little, a little hieroglyphic depiction of a perfectly fried shrimp care of uh, your paramour Kravitz. I send him back that um, dancing baby that he loves. It's like a cat baby. He gets such a big kick out of it because it's like a baby's body with a cat's head. He thinks it's so funny. Nice. Uh, he immediately calls you. Just hey, what's up? 
and uh, once again, this is Kravitz' unaffected accent, and he, you just, you can hear the laughter he's like trying to stifle as he. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, uh, how's it? Uh, how's it going? I, I just got a weird. I got a. I got a call from Susan. What are you doing? Okay, I don't know. Actually, that's so weird because <laughs> Susan said she was going to prank you with a fake. Yeah, I kind of uh, yelled at her. I'm sorry. I, look, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I love being the tool in your arsenal uh, to threaten our mutual friends with. It makes me feel important. It makes me feel special and seen and a part of it, even though uh, I'm busy at work. Uh, right. Well, dual income household. And it's just nice okay. to know that I'm top of mind while you're working. That's great for me. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, tragically, I lost my ability to detect sarcasm. I'm loving this. This is all great. We're, we're totally in sync, babe. Loving it. So, all right. Uh, I'll level with you. What, what? I just, this is the third call in yeah. as many weeks uh, that I'm getting from, from Susan. So uh, what's going on? I am in the middle of, uh, you know, just, and you hear like a scream get suddenly like kind of cut off. And he's like, I'm. I'm at work, but I'm trying to like hold some space for you uh, in this moment. So let's talk about this. She will, Susan. Susan sucks. I don't know. She, she doesn't suck. She's very good at her job. That's why she's, you hire her and give her money to better. do her work. She's probably bad at her job. Okay, I, then fire. I don't want to fire you. You'll be mad at me. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. It's not Susan. It's. <laughs> Kind of Susan. Okay, okay. But I think I can ha- I've proven that I can handle Susan you. day in and day out. It's, it's I, don't know, I just haven't been in the best, you know, you know, what we talked about. Yeah. Uh, to that end, uh, do you want to to reach out to your friends? Like, do you need do you need some time? It's been a it's been a while. Maybe you just okay. Oh, okay. The last time I had to try Magnus's cooking. And pretend to like it. He's working so hard. Do you know how many texts I get where he's like, do you think Taco will like this? Mm. And I just lie. And if I yeah. can lie, babe, you can lie. Okay, yeah, well. He's just trying then, to f- to reach out to you. And then, okay, and then Merle has gotten, like... What's the uh, uh, where you the pleasure of the the flesh? Like you know, I don't know where this is going, and I'm afraid to answer. What's that thing where people get together? Hedonism. Yeah, he's Merle's got like hedonistic. I don't know the last thing that cat achieved anything. (laughs) It's just all about the pleasures of the flesh. Every time you say that, I die a little, which is why a wild feeling for me specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, so that I get absolutely. I don't know. They're not doing stuff like I'm doing stuff. They wouldn't understand this kind of pressure. This this Midas touch okay. that I have okay. of succeeding All constantly. Right. It's, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Every like, I'll call. I'll call. I'll call him. Does this is just, I'll call. Look, I'm not trying to bully you in any. You call him or don't. To stop threatening to fire Susan. Tell Susan to stop sucking. Well, she's coming over for dinner tomorrow. So figure it out. Yeah. I should get, I, I'll get uh, CZ to help me cook. Oh, she says she's going to bring over some dry ass mutton for you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, babe, uh, this is like a whole horde of people. I, I, I do have to go. 
Kill kill him with kindness or with regular, you know, the regular way you do it. Look, a little column A, a little column B. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. You hear another like strangled scream as uh, (laughs) Susan. And there's a long beat. He's here. Am I fired? No, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What was that? I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I'm in this other room being incredibly I'm good at my job. I'm basically sorry and I'm under a lot of stress and thank you so much in advance for being understanding. Shit. That was very good. I am <clears throat> I am also sorry. I know. I <laughs> I will add some uh some some I, I will un I will I will fix I will fix the money. I apologize. Thank you, thank you. It's you. You know your business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Okay, go. I really sorry. like a hat. Let's not get. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll see you at seven. And she just yeah. sort of storms off in another direction. And you see her like pushing aside racks of clothes and like throwing like she is off. Off, let, like letting off like a small tantrum and sort of okay. uh, leaves you to walk and go away. Um, and hey, you're- uh, real quick, uh, your adventure zone starts ringing as Magnus calling, yeah. calling you real quick. Yes. Hey, uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, do you know anything about like fixing magical weapons? You do like magic stuff and things, right? Can you like fix magical weapons? What kind of weapon? Uh, imagine it's like a sword that is, is that, like... Is it a magic sword? Oh, yeah. Very magic. Very mm. magic. What Now, what kind of sword is it? It's a magical sword. Oh, magic sword. Yeah, it's a real magic sword. Magic sword? Yeah, it's magic. Huh. Can you fix a magic sword? I don't do magic anymore, and you can't fix magical weapons without magical abilities. And as you well know, if you've been keeping up with my lifestyle magazine, talk will make you a magic. I make my own magic. I listen, I read every issue. Yeah, you should pay closer attention to the cooking parts. Gotta go. What? <laughs> Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. 
Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2, scheduled to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. What is up, people of the world? Do you have an argument that you keep having with your friends and you just can't seem to settle it? And you're sitting there arguing about whether it's Star Trek or Star Wars, or you can't decide what is the best nut, or can't agree on what is the best cheese. Stop doing that. Listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal, only on Max Fun. Your topics asked and answered objectively, definitively, for all time. So don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. 
Hey, Sydney, you're a physician and the co-host of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, right? That's true, Justin. Is it true that our medical history podcast is just as good as a visit to your primary care physician? No, Justin, that is absolutely not true. Uh, however, our podcast is funny and interesting and a great way to learn about the medical misdeeds of the past, as well as some current not-so-legit healthcare fads. So you're saying that by listening to our podcast, people will feel better. Sure. And isn't that the same reason that you go to the doctor? Well, uh, you could say that. But and our podcast is free? Yes, it is free. You heard it here first, folks. Sawbones, Meryl Tour of Misguided Medicine, right here on Maximum Fun. Just as good as going to the doctor. No, no, no. Still not just as good as going to the doctor, but but pretty good. It's up there. And on that incredible dunk, uh, we move past our lovely Trace Horny boys still out in the world. And we move across, across the continent one more time. And we alight on our fourth figure. Davenport, what are you up to right now? <laughs> uh... As you know, if you followed the live shows, Davenport sort of took a Captain Ron turn, um, where he yes, I'm aware <laughs> he missed being a, a captain, so he just set out to sail and never looked back. Just wanted to see this big, beautiful world he helped save, uh, but that got a little boring. Uh, and you know, after story and song, the world got a little bit more peaceful, but there were some parts of it that uh, some crime, let's say, uh, sort of grew unchecked. And one of those places was the ocean. And so uh, Davenport, a former sort of just wayward sailor, uh, turned his attention to keeping keeping the seas safe from buccaneers, corsairs, uh, uh, bad privateers, I guess. Give me one Uh, more pirate name. Thank you. uh, Did I say pirate? Okay, no. pirates. Shit. Yeah, Shit. Um, and uh, sort of earned a reputation for himself as the as the sort of uh, uh, almost Batman like figure who uh, has been keeping the seas safe from from uh, organized organized crime. Do you think that there's come a time where Davenport has seriously said to another person like, "I'm kind of the Batman of the sea." Uh, yeah, I don't think he has to tell people that. I think people, Ooh, I think people, uh, I think his reputation precedes him. Yes. Okay, uh, so we begin, uh, in situ in the, like, in the heat of a naval battle. Uh, your beautiful ship is taking on heavy fire from this, like, massive, like, war frigate that you've come alongside. Uh, it's flying its uh, brigand colors, red and green, uh, and their sort of like dark gray sails are like blotting out the sun. And then like one little beam of light shoots through a gap and lands on you, uh, rope in hand, uh, about to swing across to go do some uh, daring act of bravado. Can you, Griffin, please paint me a word picture of like hot ass Davenport right now. Thank you. Uh, I mean, he he's shaved. First of all, mm. uh, he went from having his, all over. Yeah, perfectly hairless Got like a porpoise. Us. No, uh, he had a he, you know he had his big mustache when he was traveling with the with the crew, and then uh, sort of got a little unkempt. 
but now he's he's definitely got a top knot for sure. He's the only gnome with a top knot, uh, and uh, he's got a sort of salt and salt and pepper short beard. Uh, and he's not wearing all he's wearing is just sort of like some suspenders over a half unbuttoned white shirt, and uh, oh. he's got a big backpack on, uh, and just a some backpack? brown. Just a big, a big bulky backpack on. Uh, no, no weapons that you can see of of, of any kind. Uh, what about pants, Griffin? You've yeah, just he's got brown. He's got brown. Just some, some brown trousers. What is a loose suspender, Travis? Like just flapping straps. No, listen. I didn't want to assume this is a That's weird fair. show. Yeah. That's fair. So you're like a little skimble shanks with a backpack on. A little skimble shanks uh, <laughs> with a big, a big jansport. Uh, and you grab this rope and swing across to the other side, of course, landing right in front of uh, the enemy captain. Uh, this woman with like long, flowing, uh, like bright green dreadlocks that like go all the way down to her waist. It looks like kelp. And she's got a very uh, like, yeah, she she exploded in like the nautical section of Pier One Imports. Like she's mm-hmm. just selling you uh, seashells everywhere, little dangly bits. She kind of smells like patchouli. She sells seashells by the seas. <laughs> I can't even finish it because I've lost. Yeah, <laughs> this is hurtful. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Uh, and uh, this is the famed Captain Inara. She's the head. Uh, she's called an. Uh, She's called Captain. She is an admiral and uh, is running like a ring of uh, piracy that's been disrupting this like trade lane for maybe uh, two or three months. She looks down at you and like pulls out this like wicked looking scimitar and just sort of levels it at you and says, Davenport, we meet at last. Davenport. (laughs) (laughs) Is my name. Oh, that's that is correct. Are we are we going to? You have a backpack on. Um, I'm sort of throwing as I'm doing a sword thing here. Are you going? I can to, see that. Uh, yes. Are we, are we? Hold on. And kind of uh, as this like a group of enemy uh, fighters was like sort of surra- like surrounding you and closing in, she kind of puts her hand up to stop them, forming a little ring. Are you, are we going to, are we fighting? I don't, I don't Oh, understand. we don't, oh, sorry. We don't have to. Uh, Ever Summer is about nine clicks that way. Um, just, if you all take your whole sort of armada, is it an armada or a fleet? Um, I use fleet. I, I think they're pretty interchangeable. Okay. Yeah, you could all just sort of go to Ever Summer and turn yourselves in is the other option that um, oh, that we okay. could do, um, and I know this. No, but this probably sounds like I'm trying to sound badass. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm genuinely explaining uh, what the what the options are. I feel like you're trying to uh, curate a, a cool moment. I'm going to stab you to death. Yeah, you have a backpack on, and not even front ways. Like you don't have access to your pockets. Oh, I'm going to kill right. you. It's a fatal flaw in the backpack. <laughs> Only there was a small backpack that one could wear around one's waist where all of their possessions would be accessible sort of in their crotch area. That's that a great idea, cool. and I'm going to get to work on that. You, 
Look, I've been at sea for a while. I can't tell if that's like a sarcastic thing. It is a good idea. No, I um, know. It's a great idea. It's like, what I, is your whole deal? Are we fighting? I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. And she I, leans in to attack you. Okay. I, uh, uh, when that happens, my backpack uh, unfolds like a starfish, like towards me. It like spasms outward. And wraps around my arms and chest and legs, and I am wearing a full suit of magical, super-powered armor. Uh, because I am a, 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 I'm an uh, artificer. Amazing. Uh, a guardian artificer. <laughs> what does this armor look like? Uh, you know, in Iron Man... Where he creates the armor and the K, it's kind. I think it's a little bit more like that than like the you know fancy nano web uh, <laughs> Iron Man armor. It's okay. uh, it is it is bulkier with uh, a more sort of menacing uh, facade uh, to try and scare away uh, 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 pirates who would step to or uh, you know uh, try and kill people out on the out on the seas. Amazing. Uh, you you hear and feel as you kind of like settle your feet as this suit sort of erupts around you, like the wood of the ship below your feet on this deck just begins to like give way a little bit and splinter and groan. And you see that Inara's eyes like immediately look down and looks back up at you. That's. That. Okay. And she just slowly leans down and just goes and puts her sword on the ground. Yeah. All right. Okay, we can have a conversation. I think. Cool. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> and uh, she immediately like rounds and turns her back on you and like starts like gesturing to the rest of the crew to like power uh power this fight down and you see that like in a ripple around you the fight immediately like dies down and like your uh all of your crew begins like cheering a bit uh and yelling and like people immediately start like pulling out instruments and like playing songs because they were they were barely holding weapons they were like we're just waiting for him to put the suit on that, mm -hmm. that ends it all entirely so some dude that was like wielding a loot like a blunt instrument was like, okay, vibes. And like goes back and starts playing uh, his little lute. And uh, they immediately commence to partying uh, while Inara like calls for a chair and a table to be brought in front of you. And she's like, all right, let's have a conversation about terms of surrender. I'm holding my steel drum and I'm like, oh, do we have to do this right now? Because I was about to go jam <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the squad. Yeah, go ahead. Awesome. Great. It's actually a panel in my armor that just turns into a steel drum that I could just ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> give me a uh, give me a performance check. Oh, that's not going to go well. Come on. We got to get like you could be the one. You could be different, Griffin. Uh, OK, that's a 16 plus zero. <gasps> oh, thank God. Yes. This, uh, is, this is just this is the role that we got. This, is the, this one. is the one. What song are you playing the steel drum like cover of? I mean, I think just hot, hot, hot. Uh, because it's it's a, like the first song you it's the hot cross buns of steel drums it's yeah. like the one you learn hot 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 cross buns yes uh, so you start like grooving and jamming um, and as like your crew gets louder and more like into their celebrations 
and the other crew, uh, like the enemy crew, just sort of like moves into the corner and is sort of talking loosely amongst themselves. Uh, you see Davenport, even within, uh, like sort of locked into your armor as you play, uh, like a little floater, a black moat of light sort of drifts across your eye. Can you please make a make a perception check for me? I'll okay. give you advantage because you're an artificer. Okay, that's a nat twenty. Shut up! Nice. Yes. Amazing. Uh, your your mind sort of follows that little floater in a way that your eyes can't really track because uh, vision is weird. And it sort of like moves across and appears to land on the edge of the steel drum panel on your suit. And you feel it before you see it. You kind of smell it. This like heavy rain and rust in the air. And you see as like a little speck hits the corner and begins to rapidly corrode your steel drum. God, I think we can all agree this is the, the worst thing that one of us has lost in this adventure so far. No question. <laughs> yeah. No question. We'll never recover from this. Uh, I reflexively just tear the steel drum off before this corrosion can spread to the rest of my uh, the rest of my suit here. Yeah, uh, you sort of rip it off and throw it on the ground in front of you. Uh, the force of that throw actually does like tear up some chunks of the plank of uh, the deck of the ship. And Captain Nara's like, "Whoa, watch it!" Okay, that's just hurtful. And then she gets cut off mid-complaint as she sees as uh, that steel drum rapidly gets consumed by rust and is very, in very short order, a pile of like rusty detritus. Was this, did you do, was this you? Because that was my favorite steel drum. It's a baritone steel drum. Do you know how hard those are to find? They come in different types. It's like talking to a child. Look, if I don't know the difference between steel drums and I surrendered immediately, do you think if I had the ability to do that to you, I would have given up so quickly? No, probably not. I have no idea what this is. Cool. Are you well, gonna die? If you oh, die, God. can I be a pirate again? Yeah, that's the that is the rule. That is the arrangement that I've made. Um uh hold, can you sorry, I know I have to like give off this imposing like an uh an uh, a paragon of fear, but I need to go at like best, sort of figure this out. Mixed signals at best, but go on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh B B R B. Uh can I can I uh arcana arcana check, I guess, this little Yeah. Okay. Is the moat still there or has the whole thing kind Uh of... you saw it sort of land and then consumed it. You don't really okay. see the moat anymore. I mean you can uh, go and try and dig in the pile and see if you dig it up and then nothing bad will happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh okay. that's a ten plus eleven, a twenty one. Holy crap. Okay. What are you trying to find out? I like, mean what have do you I think seen anything? Uh, obviously there's rust spells and stuff like this does this i'm trying to see if this is something that i have uh you know i studied magic for over a century like is this something i've seen before yeah. uh you've seen so many things in your time davenport and this very like the very like first thing you think and feel is this feels like time magic gone awry and you know oh. some of your friends have dealt with uh 
a little bit more like timey wimey things than you have sure. like back when you were sort of sidelined at the bureau. But uh, you haven't seen anything specifically like this, but you know, it's very powerful and it's closer to like artifact magic than it is any given spell. Like you couldn't dispel what's happening here. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think I uh, head back to my ship to find my uh, the my wave humper, the the wave humper. I think it's what it was called in the live show. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I head back over to the wave humper, and your, your uh, crew is like out here, like throwing it back. Yeah, they are, they need, are completely lost in the sauce in the uh, celebration. I need to find uh, Lo- Loomis, my first mate. Uh, yeah, you know what? Loomis is definitely at the center of like a crumping circle and he is mm. just losing like body yeah. done uh, and sees you sort of stomp over. Are you, you're, I'm assuming you're still in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It takes it. It, it looks cool when it kind of does. It's like spasm snap on thing. But to take it off actually takes hours. <laughs> you kind of, uh, wait 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 this is me looking into the future you really really regretting that you said that okay good yes. it has to it's it, it looks rad but there's like spirit glue on the inside that oh, yeah, like, yeah, has yeah. to fasten to you that ha- there's a solvent that needs to go on and the solvent <laughs> the solvent smells very poor um oh boy so it's gonna make you a great scene here in a little yeah. bit amazing uh yeah loomis oh god uh, yeah, I just want to find find Loomis and uh, pull pull him aside real quick. Yeah, uh, he like as you're walking up, like he's still dancing and getting it, and then he starts to do like the little like robot thing as you walk over and sees that you don't immediately jump into you know fully getting it. Assume something is wrong because he can't read uh, your ro- your robot's expression and runs over to you, um, uh, sir, Captain. Yeah, I'm 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 crying pretty heavy in here. Uh, I know you can't see my emotions, but it's I'm crying a lot. He sort of just taps your hole. There, there, there. Stick your finger in my eye hole. I will not. Stick your stick. That I. That's in order. <laughs> Slow. Feel the tears. Oh Feel God, the tears. It's gross. Yeah. yeah okay. It's very wet. So I am crying because I just lost a very precious friend to me, which is my my steel drop. So um, the baritone. The baritone. So if and you he just hugs around your hole, so thank you. Let it out, let it out, buddy, let it out. Um, so if you could call up Silly Sal's steel drum wholesale supplier and get a letter out to them and start getting a replacement in the works. Um, now wait, stop for a second. Yeah, he's getting these wholesale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How many how many trips is this guy going through that he's gonna that he's gonna get in bulk? The kind of bulk that a wholesaler? Why does he need to cut well, out the middle? Hold on, yeah. Justin. Because this way Davenport can pass the savings on to you. So right, <laughs> do you know do you know how hard independent steel drum retailers have it right now? Without you go by their back, his mom and pop steel drums shops. Yeah. Here's the thing, this. This ally that these steel that silly Sal makes these steel drums out of is so strong. It's the best thing he's found for making his mechanical armor out of. It's all steel drums head <laughs> to toe. Every piece of your armor is a steel drum. Is reclaimed steel drum. Yes. Okay. Thank you. If, if you ever get caught in a hailstorm. Yes. It's <laughs> melodic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Clankity, 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 clankity. I say, do you think you could 
wrap up here because there's a there's something and this is me saying this there's something weird going on magically mm. that i need to get a a second opinion on do you think you could you know finish up here get the crew back to shore and all that stuff and i'll let you wear the special hat um can i wear it for uh, a week once you're back also Please. You can wear it for four days once I'm back. Unless uh, I get back on like a Friday, because I do, you know, I need it on the weekends. But, okay, um, I get to wear it for half of Sunday. Okay, fine. Yes. Got it. And he immediately turns and starts yelling at the group and is trying to shout them down while they're in the middle of like just a full yub nub situation. Uh, And he kind of like leaves the crew to it and is going to go ahead and like swing on a rope. But it's not as majestic or as interesting. It's a very like he does like a cool flip and lands in a three point stance. But because it's so like rote to him, he just kind of gets up, brushes himself and heads over to uh, the enemy captain and begins negotiations. Okay, I see that my work here is done. I uh, nod to the crew, and uh, I activate my uh, my boots, my winged boots, and blast off into the air from <laughs> uh, jets firing out of my feet. And as I go, I uh, cast Skyrite uh, and leave my trademark uh, catchphrase, which is, I write, pirates find out. In cursive, and then I blast off, heading back to uh, civilization. Amazing. Uh, You hear the cheers of your crew as you, like, head on over. Where do you head, Davenport? Um, hmm. Uh, If it's it's magic stuff, I think I'd head to Lucretia. Nice. I think I would go to wherever the Bureau is now. Like, the Bureau is, I, I believe, stationary now right or i I forget where it ended up um vegas vegas (laughs) fantasy vegas um actually uh as you're sort of in route you pull out your (laughs) adventure zone yeah and you call up lucretia and uh she's like bureau of benevolence (laughs) hello just hold on I'll, uh, i'll hold on i find like a rock i can set down on from flying sorry yeah it's so loud yeah how how are you good hey do you know anything about like a time magic thing that's happening right now um that is sort of eroding a sort of um in in tropic any of this sort of hitting hitting for you uh not specifically but uh i'll put in a call uh, i'm going to drop a pin meet me at Taco's house. I was going to swing by for dessert. Uh, Kravitz invited me. All right. Uh, I'll uh, I'll see you there. Uh, and uh, like I always say, when we talk on the phone, which happens very often, all the time, all the time, I say, "Oh no, the wind's picking back up again." Oh gosh, I gotta <laughs> click. And uh, she just sort of. I love when Griffin creates those moments for himself. He puts himself on the spot uh-huh. and then escapes well, the spot he I put himself I, in. I, I remembered halfway through that that uh, Lucretia did sort of brainwash Davenport to a degree uh. where he could only say his own name for a decade. Like a little, it was the Voigtfish. 
Yeah, I guess. Him. Yeah, I think halfway through that phone conversation, he was like, oh, wait, this is awkward. I Yeah, I'm getting off. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, she, like, hangs up and uh, stares at her adventure zone for a while uh, before sighing. And she, like, puts down this, like, lemon tart that she was very excited to show off and starts uh, sending out texts to Magnus and Merle to all meet up at Taco's place at everyone's. Uh, she says earliest convenience uh, and follows they it up know with, what that means. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. She does <laughs> not tell Taco. <laughs> she assumes that uh, that it's fine, and everyone just constantly like infringes on your uh, your goodwill. Magnus uh, texts Lucretia back. Do you know anything about fixing magical swords? Uh, anything about that? <laughs> I text immediately after. Weirdly, do you know anything about fixing non magical baritone steel drums? Uh, she gives you like the boomer ellipses of just like three dots and then they go away and then three dots and then they go away Oh God! <laughs> and then like a minute break and then no. Great. 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 And Merle, and- Merle texts. Um, do you know anything about season two of Ted Lasso? And uh, you you receive Merle just a wall of text of all of her thoughts and speculation because she's only a couple episodes uh, into season one, but she has uh, feelings and instincts about it. So then we pick up Taco, you, and Kravitz, and Susan, who has just been uh, she's been that like super like fake nice, like she's trying too hard to to mm-hmm. like rebuild the bridge. Uh, you've had a uh, lovely dinner. Uh, what did you knew that she was going to be bringing the mutton that was like the featured recipe that you guys were shooting? Did you make any yeah. like accoutrement with it? I ordered a tie. <gasps> what do I care? <laughs> oh my god. What's he got to prove? I wanted to eat Thai. Didn't feel like cooking. <laughs> Ordered Thai food. Amazing. It was good, too. I ordered from the good place. It takes like an hour and 15 minutes to get there, but it's like worth it. Yeah. And she brought the mutton, and she's like, hmm? And he's like, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. You know what? Poor Kravitz is just sitting there, like, just reluctantly eating the set mutton. While uh, occasionally, whenever Susan isn't looking, like trying to steal some of your pad thai, like, please just yeah. let me have a little. It's this is dry. I don't let me have some of your. I have to eat both. I'm in the middle of this. I, I, I hate this. I hate this. I'm sorry. I'd, I'd use magic to make your button taste better, but I don't do that anymore. What? I'm out of the game. Why do you- that's a conversation for another day. And then Susan like picks up again and uh, she's probably like two or three glasses deep into uh, a very buttery fantasy Chardonnay and mm-hmm. is just picking up in the <laughs> middle of like. And then so I was telling everyone um, for the shoot that we were going to do for uh, wizard robes that no, we're not going to do silver stars on a blue rope. Everyone just says silver stars on a blue rope. Uh, you know what I mean, right? Taco. I can call you Taco, right? Yo, for sure. Yeah, that's my only name. Uh, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, some robes. Absolutely. I can see you. That's the hard thing about doing a podcast. Like, you're used to podcasting, and people can't see. Yeah. And you have to remember this is a visual medium now, too. 
Yeah, well, I'm. I you know, uh, it's, I got a uh, allergies. That's what people say, right? Yeah, allergies. <laughs> and she drains the glass, kind of sets it down, and now you guys are locked into a terrible uh, loaded silence. When uh, let's see, Merle, you're the first to arrive. How do you enter? I'm not going to assume for you. What do you do? Hello, party people! Hello? This gives you a look. Party people? Hey. Babe, what is this? I'm hearing Merle. What am I, why am I hearing Merle? It's open! Mm. Ah! Hey, 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 hey! Let the fun begin! <laughs> Merle, you remember Susan? Oh. Susan. Susan, she watched our cat before and now she's a photographer because she and Kravitz are pals. Oh, incredibly good. It's so nice to see you, Mo. How are you? I loved that cat. Such a shame. Yeah, that was too bad. You don't get to kill my cat. (laughs) You two don't just get to kill my cat. You're inferring. You're inferring. Justin. Justin, look at me. Yeah, I'm a fucking DM. <laughs> Your cat's dead. That's fair. Okay, well, I didn't. It's been a while, actually. Wait, wait. It's sense. been a while. Is that mutton? <gasps> oh, it is. would you like? Oh, hold on. And she like immediately like sets down her glass and sloshes some wine over the side and starts like carving you a piece. Uh, she hops up, just. Uh, no boundaries in your kitchen, like grabs a plate, pulls up a chair for you, Merle, and like yeah, proceeds to. Hey, Susan, you spilled a little wine. You could probably use some of the mutton to blot it up. It seems super absorbent. I didn't hear that because I'm trying to be a good hostess taco. Sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. I actually di- didn't want any mutton. I just recognized the aroma. I was jonesing for a little... Uh... Uh, Pad Kiyu, if you've got any. Pad yeah, Kiyu. for sure. We ordered from the good place. And what's the stuff <sighs> that smells like a sneaker but tastes real good? Um, oh, larb. Blarb. Yeah. I would love some larb. Love a larb. Uh, love a larb. Love a larb. It's right about this time when, Magnus, you rock up. Hey, am I early? Huh? Hold on. Okay. We're talking about larb. <laughs> oh, you all are talking about larb? <laughs> Love a larb. Love a larb. Is this low carb larb or it's low carb larb? Oh, oh. I love that. Uh, uh, I, I brought a, a salad nikoi. Um, that was supposed to be for Barb, but she didn't come. Oh, that's Barb's so low that, carb larb. It's technically Barb's low carb larb. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> See, this is that team thing we do so yeah, well. I, I, uh, I, I brought a Argu- arguable <laughs> at this point. Arguable. I, I made a, a salad nikois, uh, but I think I burned it. That's so, not what that's called. You burned a salad? <laughs> yeah. What part? I, I'm like the middle. Look, Pass it I, I think it's still good. The outside's still good. Oh, is that Susan? Hi, uh, Magnus. It's so nice. To, do you want some mutton? Um, and Taco look, uh, Magnus looks at Taco Merle. No, no, no. I'll oh. have some, some tie though. Is there extra tie? 
Which for sure, for sure, we ordered from the good place. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It takes about an hour and fifteen minutes, but it's worth it. Worth it. Yeah, man. Any more of that Chardonnay though? So much more. I'll grab you a glass. Yeah, make it a big glass. I don't like having to do like refills a bunch of time. It's easier if you just like get a big glass the first time and sip on it. Why don't you set your Trav? Trav, I would appreciate it if you let Magnus not Travis. <laughs> <into Oh>. the- <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't drink Chardonnay. <laughs> I'll take it. But if you have any sparkling water, I'll take a sparkling water. Uh, <sighs> we, we should get back to adventure. <laughs> it's got to be so. <laughs> I thought that was so weird. I'm talking about foods that are good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Susan's running around trying to grab stuff for you. And uh, Davenport, you land at roughly the same time Lucretia's walking up. And you both have that, like, awkward uh, moment outside the front door. Are you, You're still in the suit, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, he didn't have the four people it requires yeah, to help take Yeah, four people off. in four hours to get that off of his body. I say, uh, were, we, were, we supposed to, were we supposed to bring something? Were we supposed to bring food? Shit, I left the tart. No, don't worry about it. It's it's Taco. He's probably made a bunch of very delicious food. Uh, hold on. I dig around my bag. I have some rations that I like get out and uh, I take out one of one of my plates, like a steel drum plate, and I like arrange the rations on it. Like I just got a spread from the fantasy Costco yes. and I hold it as we approach the door. It's some very dry charcuterie. Can we say it's from both of us? God almighty. Thank you. And she knocks on the door. And it just immediately swings open. And uh, you guys are both... Uh, everyone is now here in and amongst this scene. Taco, you're, you're your whole night just sort of overtaken by your friends. Um, What do you do? I feel like he's maybe being, like, weirdly disconnected. Like, busying himself too much with, like dishes and straightening up you yeah. know what i mean like not really like dialed in to the to the thing and like not not being rude necessarily but not necessarily like engaging i guess uh yeah so you uh in your sort of like laps around to try to like grab stuff and keep tidying and like bringing chairs in you look out of like one of the windows of your your home and you see uh you see movement in the bushes. Uh, I'm going to roll a perception Please check. Please do. Hey, 18. Let's go. Plus. Oh. Seven. Whoa. 25. Yeah, this was an incredibly, like, brief flash through the bushes. Sort of in that, like, you see a thing and then your brain contextually, like, puts it together afterwards. Uh, you realize a couple things. One, that person didn't walk through your field of uh, vision from the window, like, from left to right, coming around towards your side door. Uh, they emerged from the bushes. The hedge that, like, terminates at the wall of your home. So there's maybe some questions about where your bushes go to. Uh, and you see like just a flicker of like, it's a very tall live humanoid form and a uh, long green hair 
sort of tucked under like a blue beanie. And like the one thing that sticks with you, even though you didn't get a good read on this person's face or like really anything else about them in this like flash of uh, movement was that the like very edge of their hair where the beanie sort of was sitting on the hair seems to fade out to an almost white color. And then they disappear from view moving past the window. Hmm. Back in the living room, Magnus is talking with Kravitz. Uh, Hi. Yeah. So have you given any more thought to adopting a dog? Because I think I've got the perfect one for you. Smart as a whip. Uh, his name is Pokey. He's a Pomeranian. Yes. Oh, but listen. Oh. Super smart, easy, like trainable dogs. Aren't they very uh, super- yappy, though? No. No. Uh, and this might be presumptive. I'm going to roll an inside check. I did bring him. You brought, you brought. Yeah. And Magnus opens up his bag and pulls out Pokey the Pomeranian. Oh my God. What oh, is listen, the, I, I'm just, just so sure you're going to love this guy. He's great. Did you have a dog in your bag? Yeah. That's not, ex- that's not acceptable. That. It's a dog carrier. You have a you giant mean, starfish in your bag. That's a good point. It's not a real... Hold on, wait. Mac, you know it's not a real starfish, right? I was just describing... It's fantasy. The shape. Okay. No, but it's not a fantasy starfish It's not starfish a real either. fantasy starfish, though. I was describing the uh, shape. I should have just said star. Okay. Right now, there are, there are all these fan artists. They're scratching There's them. no one who thought <laughs> it meant an actual big starfish okay, all right, made out luck. of steel drums. <laughs> That's fair. That's okay. fair. Amazing. Uh, in the like couple of moments where you guys start arguing with Magnus about uh, the like moral grayness of a dog bag, it's uh, a dog carrier. People use them all the time. Kravitz is already like soul bonded to this dog, and just oh, yeah. like he's he's lost. He's he's in it and about it, and just very into this dog. Taco is now like very focused on the growing awareness that they will probably have this dog. Yeah. <laughs> that this dog will probably be living with them. Uh, you see, actually see Kravitz like lifts the dog over his head so the dog can make eye contact with you. It just gives a little like, ah! great. <laughs> uh, I need everyone here to make a, uh, uh, let's call it a charisma saving throw as oh, the no. door is thrown open. Oh my, on that. Uh, that's uh, a 12. Okay. Uh-huh. Mine is a 14 plus two, 16. Beautiful. Mine is uh, a 13 it. plus five, 18. Damn, Merle. Six, 16 even. Oh. Uh, everyone. Taco has a plus zero charisma? It, you know, I made the sheet before I made the guy. Yeah, you know, that's true. You, you hate to say it. How, it. how it works. Sweet. It makes him even more inspirational. <laughs> Look how far he's come. <laughs> Against all odds. I guess it's genetic makeup. <laughs> uh, so uh, everyone but Davenport. Uh, well, Davenport and Lucretia. You all feel and smell like mint and flowers that are so ripe that they're about to rot and uh, like fresh running water and like honey just sort of pushes in on the wind as this door is thrown open. Davenport and Lucretia, uh, you guys are both stunned for the next minute as uh, you are hit with this just wave of visions of like massive plants that are grown over like monstrously sized flora and fauna and this creeping dread and fear and awe of nature simultaneously as you are getting visions of the Feywild 
uh, as a person who, uh, Taco, you are now getting a full view of them, sort of pushes into the room and uh, they adjust the like incredibly shiny, like thin drop of uh, sage green hair. They tuck it behind their ears. Uh, their skin is, it's got, it's very pale, but it's got an almost lilac cast to it. Very angular features, uh, sort of rose gold colored eyes with pupils of pure white that seem to almost glow and burn at the center of their gaze. Uh, they're long and tall and wearing like an open sort of like jaunty linen shirt. And you can see sort of like in their chest and neck, these like incredibly intricate vine and flower tattoos. And uh, I just sort of fold their arms very calmly in front of them as this like brunt of magical energy washes over all of you. And they just give a little nod and say, oh, you're all in one place. That's, that's great. Hey, Merle, shot in the dark. They with you? I'm just guessing. Just like your date? Um... No, but uh, I like the giant floral approach. That kind of, you know. Okay, nope, that was my yeah, fault. This is yep. charming. What are you doing in my home? Uh, I'm the Herald of uh, Istis, and we need to talk. Oh, show the dark good? No. Good stuff? No. No, of course not. Yeah. Well, Harold, come on in. Sweet. Uh, and they sort of push in and immediately go to, like, the open seat that Susan's vacated while she was also trying to run around and be a good hostess and immediately sits down and starts eating. Uh, I think there's maybe some, like, wonton soup. Like, there's, like, a soup situation happening. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they immediately help themselves to that. And uh, in the intervening time, uh, Davenport and Lucretia, your stun effect wears off. And they're just sort of gently, like, ladling some soup into a bowl. And they, like, look at you, uh, both the herald of bad news and deeply unbothered in this moment, like, simultaneously. Well, then try this burnt salad. <laughs> Only the middle. Listen, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but um, we, uh, if there's something we need to take care of, just tell, like, we, we're going to have, like, a whole kind of dinner thing. It was shaping up to be, and this is kind of in the way of it. So if you would just, like, tell us message we can fix it and then get back to i don't know the whatever we were doing uh, sure uh my name is kuo by the way uh, okay great hey hey uh have you davenport it's my name <laughs> sorry i didn't know if you, you know knew all of our names do you know our names i i've been uh, caught up to date on all of you yes Okay, I'm oh, wearing yeah, a suit you, of armor. I didn't know if you you can't see my face under, but that it's Davenport in here. Well, I mean, can you take it off so we can have a normal conversation? Can you? It hang smells out? a little weird. It's about to smell even weirder. Do you want me to start working on it while while we get? This yeah, message? I'll tell you what. Everybody, take an appendage and grab some solvent and just start pulling. This is sort of the fast way to get out of this. Okay. Um. <laughs> and then I'm drawn and quartered as they help me take off my <laughs> Kuo just stares at you and eventually is like uh, uh, actually maybe 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 leave it on just no once I started I'm not stopping yeah this it's, it's like unwrapping off. a present oh! highly recommend and uh, they sort of twist their fingers and you see like a little vine 
erupts uh, out of the crevice of your armor and wraps itself around your hand, Magnus, and kind of holds it there. Again, highly recommend that maybe you leave it on and hear what I have to say. Strength check. I don't like being bossed around. Yes. Uh, so that's a 19 plus five for 24. You immediately tear through. And, uh, ow! No, the <laughs> vine. Tear through the vine, not the, the vine. There would no, still the a tug. The armor. There'd still be a tug. There's still a, a significant tug happening. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. You're going to have to. Uh, and Kuo kind of gives you a look, Magnus. Like, you want to do this? Like, well, I don't know you if problem? you know this or who you're talking to, but the people in this room saved not just this universe, but every plane. Uh, so maybe don't condescend and maybe don't grab people without their permission. Hmm. And that's a good rule, whether you're dealing with sort of demigods like us or just or just folks. And my thing that I'm going to say is I don't use magic anymore. So I'm kind of just watching this whole thing go down. And don't Magnus, I would recommend not writing uh, checks that your proverbial weapons can't cash because there, there's no magic assistance coming from T. Uh, OK. And Merle says, did you bring that vine back? Oh, God. I mean, I, like that's okay. That's all right. That. It, so yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to need you to focus, Merle High Church. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, Taco, I was not aware that you're not doing magic. That's going to be a problem. He says in... that a lot. I, I, we haven't tested it, if we're being honest. So, Okay. Well, let me put it this way. You're about to be tested. Uh right about now. And uh, all of you can feel sort of under your feet the rumbling of the approach of several figures. And you hear the clattering of, of armor. What do you want to do? Oh. <laughs> I, I very subtly take my glove back from <laughs> Magnus and snap it back into place. Yeah, Magnus uh, is going to draw Chance Lance and uh, and uh, real splitter, uh, and square off with the door, I guess. Sweet. And Taco takes a crossbow off the wall <laughs> and says, This is a crossbow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I know how it works. Okay. And Merle finishes the bottle of buttery Chardonnay. Beautiful. <laughs> it was three quarters full. <laughs> Susan is heartbroken, uh, but she doesn't say anything as she sort of like is staring at the window and like slinks back into like a back room as you all sort of turn and look out the door and you see a horde, a small troop of these like soldiers in dark black armor that sort of mat and in the evening like even the moonlight doesn't really reflect enough out of, uh, off of it so you're sort of losing them in the distance but then you see little bits of what looks like burn across different parts of their body as they're slowly being consumed by fire or entropy or something else and uh, Kuo picks up the empty bottle kind of tilts it into their face, is disappointed and sets it down and says, uh, you're about to meet the, the legions of the slow burn, the time drake. You're going to want to fight. Okay. And I need all of you to roll initiative. And that's where we're going to leave off. Yeah. We'll next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I got a Perfect. two. Oh, we'll do this next time, I guess. Okay, but I, <laughs> yeah, I rolled a nineteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that, and we'll roll it before we start. But again. I got a nineteen. Can't we just? Okay, I'll man, you know, just, I'll write it down. Okay. Don't You're write right. down my two. I, <laughs> I didn't hear it all. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.